Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to another episode of The Faithful Sparrow. I'm your host, Mel, and today's topic is one that resonates with many of us. You know, lack of focus and being overwhelmed. Are we tuning into the world or with God? I am so thankful to be back, y'all. Summer is over. We're back in routine of school. We made it through the first few weeks of it and we're going to get back to regular programming and I hope you guys have had a a good summer um it still is you know like summer with the heat around here but you know it is what it is I am so 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 ready for fall (laughs) but I am glad that we are here and we're spending time together tonight In today's fast-paced world, it's easy to get lost in the noise, distractions, and demands that constantly pull us in in different directions. Our minds often wander and the sense of being overwhelmed can paralyze us. It can feel like we're being paralyzed with it. But as believers, we're called to shift our focus from the chaos of this world to the peace that God offers. Turning to scripture is an anchor for me. And so tonight I'm going to start off with the first scripture. So I hope you got your Bibles ready. Because the first one up the bat is, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This verse reminded me that when we prioritize seeking God's kingdom and aligning our actions with his will, everything else falls into place. It's a reminder to step back reevaluate our priorities and refocus our attention on God's purpose. In 2017, that's when I learned that all of the years that I learned or I had a pattern behavior of taking on everything, saying yes to everything because I'm in that club where I was a people pleaser. Hi, everyone. I can now say that I am in recovery. And I literally thought that by saying no, it was like a form of rejection or I feared saying no or... I just, I, I just physically almost could never tell someone no because I didn't want them mad at me. I didn't want them to think, oh my God, Mel said no. You know, it was just, I was young and naive and learning things and it made things very problematic. And so I began to have extreme acute anxiety and it really bubbled in 2017 when I was definitely all about the worldly things going on in my life and I had a crying baby in the car she had dropped her pacifier at a three and a half year old throwing objects in the car at me it was pouring down rain I just left um, court and picked them up because I was going through a divorce from their father and um, I was losing it you know all of a sudden I couldn't breathe I didn't know what this was I I just I could not get that breath to come out my brain was saying breathe I you know I, I, I was trying to take the thing I was even 
pulled over to the side of the road in the pouring rain with my hazard lights on, turning, taking off my seatbelt, reaching through the back to find the pacifier, getting a a toy thrown at my head, and I couldn't speak to them because tears are running down my face or whatever. And then I see my son stop because he sees his mom crying, and, and this felt like an eternity, but it was probably only a minute tops and then finally I feel that and I breathe and then I sat in my car when my daughter was quiet and my son stopped throwing things at me for a good five minutes before I got back on that road and I cried I cried like a little girl who needed her father And that's what shifted me into reading more scripture and trying to figure out how I could juggle the multiple responsibilities I had and trying to meet everyone's expectations or actually just really meeting God and not everyone's expectations and and finding the love within myself and and not, not worry about if I was failing anyone. All it mattered was God and me, right? So I, I would stop feeling like I was being pulled in every direction to the worldly things and that my focus and my perspective is always trained on God first. So back to that scripture, right? Matthew 6, 3, 3. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So how do we navigate the sea of distractions and regain our focus on God and not have panic attacks? I can't promise you if this will help you not have them. I I mean, I haven't had any more acute ones like that one before. And I have worked through uh, my anxieties the best of my ability. But here are a few tips that I've learned um, and I hope they're helpful to you. The first one is set priorities. Take time to identify what truly matters in your life. Make a list of your core values and goals and ensure that the daily activities align with them. Now, if you're married and there's conflict between you and your spouse of what you, your spouse, and your children are doing, you do need to find a way to have a mediator or whatever and connect where that can be compromised, what you need to take out of it, what you can add to it. But remember, if you are all going in different directions then you're not seeking the kingdom first but for me it's just me as a single mom with two children and so I literally wrote down the vision I had for our family um, our values the goals I had for myself and I let my kids know that there was going to have to be some sacrifices so I could attend school and um, that once you know it got better whatever that they could pick back up extracurricular activities and that they are doing that now and and then also my friendships and stuff um got better at who was allowed in my circle and who wasn't because I couldn't be what everyone needed me to be I would be no no I can't meet with you tonight I've got kids and I've got schoolwork or I've got this to do or or whatever there was a mindfulness and an intentionalness that those daily activities were completely aligned with our values and goals. A sec- the second one is creating quiet moments. 
setting aside time for prayer, meditation, reflection, however you see that happening for you, make it your own. Uh, one of a way that you love doing it that felt that feels well with your soul so that you enjoy doing it, that you kind of crave doing it, whether you do that daily, whether you da- do it Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sundays, whatever, make it your own. But these quiet moments allow us to connect with God and recharge our spiritual ba- batteries. Now, I really do love yoga but I haven't been doing it. (laughs) But I do also love um, the idea of meditation. So in 2023, I've been doing that. And I I don't have a regular pattern, so I need to be more mindful of that. But what I wrote down on meditation, I'm not really very good at sitting still. And I um, went to an event uh, earlier this year and I just was out of sorts, overwhelmed. Um, I felt um, pulled, and I, I wasn't quite me, and it was hurting me. And I got the word from him, from God of be still. I didn't need to be a part of conversations or whatever. Be still. Yeah, and um, that's been kind of the how my spirit's been is be still in that. Um, but I have a hard time being still and uh, so meditation is where it's at for me and I have found something magical in there (laughs) or spiritual I should say so in my office on this beautiful rug I've gotten with some little light worship music on I sit down and um, I just get in in the mindset of not saying anything not doing anything Maybe I sway to to the music, and I hear the lyrics, and it moves me, and it's like I can feel him come in to the room. And he doesn't—it doesn't feel like he's standing over me. It doesn't seem like he's, you know, giving me praise for making time for him or whatever. It feels like he sits down on that beautiful rug with me, and he meets me. Where I'm at and it's it's beautiful and in, in those moments that I get to do that and I when I end my time I definitely am refocused and refreshed and I come out and it's like a cathartic release and and I'm so thankful I am so thankful that no matter when I've put him aside, that when I do shift my goals and make that time for him, he's there. He's never left me. The third thing that I've really done this year for 2023, and um, I actually thought I would have a harder time with this, to be honest, but I have done really well. And um, who knew I, I would have to be nearly 39 and have to do this. But 
as I've gotten older and let one of my kids have a phone, I, I've learned how to print or control their phones and give them screen time. And it lets you pick the app and you, how long you can have it for. And so my kid can have the reading app longer because he's reading a book on there or whatnot. Well, I had to do that for Mel. I had to go in there and limit Facebook for me so that I don't, you know, and, and it, all the notifications are shut off on there too. So I don't see the red dot pop up. Um, and alert me or the bubble on there that, hey, someone commented on something. I limited the screen time to a certain amount. And when it come, goes off, it shuts it off. Like I don't log into it anymore. It can wait till tomorrow if I use it all up or whatever. So there's no more late night mindless scrolling. It's get up, go to bed, and it's being mindful of that time because I don't know um, I got really convicted about my s- social media status report that it sends and it tells you how long you've been on the, and I was blown away. I was like, if I give back that time to God and in not just God, but into my goals and my values, God, how much more productive would I be? Wouldn't that end my, my anxiety on certain things and my overwhelmness and couldn't I get a lot more done? And it was almost like ding dong. Yeah, of course. In a world filled of di- digital distract- distractions, considering s- setting limits on your own screen time is being mindful and intentional of you and what you struggle with and your kids are watching you. That was huge. How super critical of me to tell my son to get off his phone if I can never put mine down. Why give my son the phone anyways and have him create that habit if I knew I already had that habit? The last one that um, I love giving out this one for multiple reasons um, is practice gratitude. Cultivate a habit of gratitude. Regularly acknowledging the blessings in your life can shift your perspective from what you lack to what you have. the anxiety in me was formed from the insecurity that I had and the fear of rejection and the need to be loved by all the wrong people and as I learned that God would send in who I needed when I needed and he would take out who I never needed to meet or bring in for someone that I needed for a reason for a season. You know, like I used to need to feel I had to hold on to everybody because I've had a lot of loss in my life. And I took that loss very personal, like it was me. Like that Taylor Swift song, I, me, I'm the problem, it's me. Like I felt that no matter who, who you said, did it or why they left me or or why I had to be divorced twice by the time I was 33 it was me I'm the problem you know I'm unlovable I'm unworthy shameful you know I I I can't be you know acknowledging all of these blessings God does for me when I don't think I deserve his blessings anyways right I, an example I can give you guys in this regard on, on, 
on shifting your perspective from what you lack to what you have. I I love hanging out with my friends and and going places and stuff. And I have a girlfriend who is amazing and has a real designer knack and a beautiful home. And I mean, well-deserved, you know, they're gracious people and um, I love them to bits. And, but I, I started to covet their home and I would come home and I would, I can't stand my house. And I would be, you know, and I would be not so grateful. Right. And um, he humbled me real quick in that respective that um, this home is no different than hers in a way it just looks different you know aesthetically or whatever but it's got a roof it's well taken care of it's you know good size for the family I have and I got my puppers you know and uh, I get to decorate it here you know but and if I wanted it to look more like her wonderful designer eye it's just being more intentional and making it have uh, that feel and slowly and surely I'll get there, right? And each room that I get to work in, I'm like, oh yeah, I feel that. I feel that, Lord. I see, I see. It's all about the perspective. I'm not lacking my friend's house. You know, I'm not lacking the newer, the better, the whatever. I have a home. You know, I have a car. I have things that he's blessed me with so much. And so I need to you know, acknowledge those blessings and I give thanks for him for that. And I, I look at, you know, my friend differently and I don't longer scroll on realtor.com hours on in the Harding homes that I would never even walk into to purchase because that's not the season I'm in. I was giving time to those worldly things when that's not, that's not even where God has me even placed yet. Is that something that's on my core goals? Oh Yeah. I know he's going to provide it and he's going to provide it well. And he already knows that I have an eye of my friend's house like that. So he's going to meet it. He probably, he will probably surpass it because that's the type of God we have. Let's not forget. In all of that, when we set priorities and we create quiet moments and we limit screen time we practice gratitude that we're still seeking the kingdom first we're being intentionally we're being intentional with our time and we're meeting God God in me time I don't know how it looks for you guys it'll be different for me there's one cute story I like to tell you guys and it's with my daughter Mavis who is about to be 8 years old and she's getting really into music and stuff. And so our house has Alexa. And so my daughter is learning really well how to operate it. In the morning, the alarms go off automatically. That's a blessing right there. And once you tell it, you know, Alexa off, Alexa will begin, good morning, sunshine, time to get up. Let's have a great day. And it'll tell the actions, you know, get dressed, get, you know, grab your backpack or whatever and then it begins to play worship music and one of the songs that always plays in our time while we're you know getting ready for our stuff is um waymaker and um 
and it talks, you know, about even when I don't see it, you're working. You know, even when I don't feel feel it, you're 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 there. I'm butchering the lyrics already because it's part of it. But my daughter gets really into it, and I I I never fails. I always stop and I watch her. You know, because it's absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. And she goes for it, guys. And she's raising her hands for it. And this girl's marching, ready to go to school, right? Like, I feel it. Like, put your armor on, girl. And then they'll go into the part where her and my son will join in and harmonize with the whole part of Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper. And they'll get it really light in the darkness. And I'm like, yes. Yes, guys. You know, they're watching. They're feeling it. They're feeling those words. And I'm I'm marching that battle with them, you know. And and this is in between. I'm like, you know, lying in the dark. Did you find your shoes? You know. <laughs> uh, I worship you. Okay, I, I love you. But y- you need to find that backpack, you know. And keeping it real, right? But we're still doing it, you know. And, uh. I hope this podcast is still there when she's older and she finds this episode to realize what she was doing for her mama in those moments. She was keeping it a priority for me and she was showing me what key instrument she is in my life, in our walk with God and what we allow in our home and what we don't and that we serve a mighty God and that he is our way maker. And even when we are tuned into the world of things and we do get a little sidetracked and we don't feel him or we don't see him he's still working he's still there and he never stops and that just wraps us up into that we know that God's word provides us with wisdom and guidance to overcome the lack of focus He'll get us to regain it. Overwhelmness. Um, he will help us conquer that. Anxiety. He will help us through through that. And as always, you know, I can we can always find another scripture, right? So we end it with Isaiah. Isaiah 26:3. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts you my children trust in God with childlike faith and they have perfect peace they're not worried about tomorrow they're not worried about tomorrow like I do sometimes and I want to be more like them in that but I hope with those tools those reminders and and 2023 has been so good with those four things for us um and i'm hoping to add more to the list that we need that come aware of oops mel lost her focus or my kids did um that we don't add on too much from our to our plates there's only the three of us and there's only so much time in the day um but and with Isaiah, you know, his perfect peace, whose mind stayed on you because he trusts in you. That verse reminds us that by keeping our minds steadily fast, uh, 
fast focused on God, we can find peace even in the midst of chaos. Because you know we're going to be tried by the enemy. He's going to come after us because we're living for God. We're focused on him and the enemy can't stand it. So chaos is going to happen, but we're going to keep our armor on. We're going to sing like Mavis with the Waymaker and we're going to, we're going to stay focused and we're going to be grateful at it. And we're going to do our best because that's what we need. That's what, that's what we're here to do. In, in the kingdom of God, not not the worldly things, and I'm I hope this um, this um, this helped. You know, we prioritize our relationship with God, and we cultivate our spiritual connection. The noise of the world loses its power over us. It's not about completely disconnecting from the world, but rather about managing our interactions with it. Seeking God's guidance in all things. One more scripture comes to mind in that, and it's it's really black and white for this episode. It's Colossians 3 2. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Right there. That is why the enemy can't stand it. It's right there. Right there is a lesson. We are to set our minds on the things that are above and not on things in the earth. No wonder every tempting thing on earth is what the enemy tries to do to push us away from God. <clears throat> set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. My fellow sparrows, remember that our focus is a choice. We can choose to be consumed by the distractions and demands of the world, and we can choose to align our hearts with God's purpose and presence. Thank you for tuning in to the Faithful Sparrow. If you're struggling with focus and being overwhelmed, remember that God is there to guide you back to a place of peace and clarity. Until next time, may you find your focus in Him. And as always, stay faithful and keep soaring. See you soon.